Can you predict the future? Can you tell what is going to happen to you tomorrow, or next week, or next year, with any level of detail and certainty? The reality is that no human can do that. We can make vague assumptions of what we think might happen tomorrow, or next week, or next year, but in reality, we just don't know if it's going to work out. But there is someone who can predict the future. There is a power which knows not only what's going to happen tomorrow or next day or next year, but many, many years into the future. And that is the God of the Bible, a living and powerful God, exceedingly wise, who knows everything, including what's going to happen in the future. God outlines in the Bible what is going to happen in the future with amazing detail and accuracy. And the word that the Bible uses to describe that is prophecy. Prophecy is the foretelling of what is going to happen in the future. It is, what God, it is God revealing what will happen in the world, and it does happen. And that gives us certainty, and it gives us hope in this fast-moving and unstable world. The image that showed the future is a powerful example of Bible prophecy. It's recorded in the book of a Bible named Daniel. Daniel was God's prophet who lived over 2,500 years ago. He was a Jew, and in his days, the nation of Israel was conquered by the mighty empire and nation of Babylon. And Daniel was taken captive all the way to the city of Babylon, where he served the king of Babylon. The king of Babylon's name was Nebuchadnezzar, who was a great and ambitious, mighty man. In his days, he made some great and significant extensions to his empire. His empire was huge. And yet, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to know what would happen in the future. What would happen to his mighty empire of Babylon? Would it last forever? Would it dominate all nations and all kingdoms forever and ever? Well, one night, when Nebuchadnezzar lay down with all these thoughts swirling in his mind... God gave him the answer. God revealed what would happen to him and to his nation exactly. And he did it by a dream. God showed Nebuchadnezzar an amazing vision. Well, Nebuchadnezzar woke up the next day and realized that this was a special dream. There was something strange about it. He knew it was a dream from God and wanted to know the answers no one could reveal it to him except Daniel, the prophet, because God revealed it to Daniel. And Daniel says that and makes it clear that it was God who helped him to know the dream and the interpretation. And he says in Daniel 2, there is a God in heaven, the unveiler of secrets, and he has given to King Nebuchadnezzar knowledge of what will take place in the last days. From the time of Nebuchadnezzar, all the way to today and beyond today, what will happen to this world? Well, Daniel then tells Nebuchadnezzar the dream. The dream was all about an, an image, a colossal image, a frightening and imposing image made up out of different metals. The head was a fine gold. The breast and the arms were of silver. The belly and the thighs were of brass. The two legs were made out of strong iron. And the feet of this image were made part of iron and part of clay. Well, what happened next? 
Well, Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream a stone cut out by no human hand strike this image on its feet, and the image just toppled over and was destroyed. The stone ground it to powder, and the stone grew and grew and filled the whole world. Well, what a dramatic image. What a dramatic dream. What does it all mean? What is it all about? What message is God getting over to Nebuchadnezzar and the whole of humanity and us today? Well, the interpretation is given in the Bible. We don't have to guess what it means. And it's all about what would happen to the kingdoms and empires and nations of this world from Nebuchadnezzar's time to our day and beyond up until the final result of what would happen to this earth. Daniel explains to King Nebuchadnezzar that each metal in the image represented a world power, a great world empire which would rise up in its turn. Nebuchadnezzar was told that he was the first of these empires in Daniel 2 verse 38. You are the head of gold, Daniel says to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, you are the one who God has given this empire and the kingdom of Babylon and allowed him to become the ruler. But the mighty empire of Babylon would come to an end. It would not last forever. Last forever. It will be succeeded by the next metal that is represented in Daniel's image. It will be succeeded by the breast and the arms of silver, which in turn will be succeeded by the belly and thighs of brass and what that world, world empire represented, which in turn will be replaced by the world empire which is represented by the legs of iron. Until after the fourth kingdom, there will be no single world empire. The, the feet, which is represented by the clay and the iron, is composed of several different nations, some weak, some strong, but none of them would achieve the position of any of the previous empires as a supreme world power. Well, this sequence of world events matches history exactly after the time of Nebuchadnezzar. The head of gold was Nebuchadnezzar, the empire of Babylon, after which it was succeeded uh, by the empire of Medo-Persia. And Medo-Persia is, is actually referred to later on in the prophecy of Daniel. 200 years after that, the Medo-Persia empire was succeeded by the Grecian empire. Alexander the Great came along and destroyed the Medo-Persian empire and established the Grecian empire. Well, that Grecian empire was in turn succeeded by the Roman empire, represented by the, the legs of iron. The Roman empire was actually divided into two parts, the eastern part and the western part, which corresponds to the two legs of iron. Well, after the dissolving of that Roman Empire, several kingdoms existed in its place, some strong, some weak. And these independent kingdoms take us right up until our day. But what happened after that? Nebuchadnezzar saw the stone hitting the image on its feet and the image was destroyed. Well, Daniel says in Daniel 2 verse 44, the final outcome of this world and in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to other people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. The ultimate conclusion is that God will intervene. He will send his son to this earth to remove human powers 
and governments. The governments of man will be destroyed, like the image was destroyed that Nebuchadnezzar saw, and it will be replaced by a divine ruler, God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who the stone of this vision, this dream of Nebuchadnezzar represented, God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're still waiting for that to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but we believe it will shortly happen. God will shortly intervene in the affairs of men and send his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to this world to destroy the kingdoms of this world, the governments of this world, to sweep them all aside, and God's kingdom will be established, ruled by the Lord Jesus Christ, and it will fill the whole world, and it will last forever and ever. So what amazing prophecy that God gave Nebuchadnezzar in that image which showed the future, made over 2,500 years ago, and yet has proved true since it accurately foretold history in advance. It's been fulfilled in all but its final stage of God's kingdom coming. And since we've seen that earlier parts of the prophecy have been fulfilled exactly as God said it would, we can have confidence that God's kingdom will come and soon will be set up upon this earth. God wants people to be part of his kingdom. And so we need to make a choice to seek God, to seek his plan, to seek his purpose, to do what he wants so that we might be part of God's kingdom and not part of the governments and the kingdoms of this world which will be swept aside when Jesus Christ comes. As Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done upon this earth as it is done in heaven.